Welcome to the Jesus Show. Not that one. Don't be stupid. Why are you so stupid? Welcome, 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 welcome. That sounds weird. Hi, welcome. Welcome. Mm. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the show. No. Pues bienvenido al pinche show, wey. Ay, pues es lo máximo. Ay, chingaderas y pin putazos. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out how to start the show. And the video for last week isn't uploading. And you guys are never going to see this part. So it doesn't matter what the fuck I say. Because I can say whatever. I can even go like this. Pick a nose, pick a nose, pick a nose, pick a nose. Pick a nose, pick a nose, pick a nose. And then I can put... No, I'm not going to put it in my ear because that's weird. Not that that's weird. And I don't even know why I'm talking to you guys. Because I'm not putting this in the show. So... You can. No, I don't want to tell you to fuck off because that's rude. That's very rude. Why would I tell you to fuck off? Why would I tell you to fuck off if I want you to listen? You know what I mean? That's like me saying, mm, you can eat all my asshole. <laughs> like, why would I do that when I want you to listen to the show? You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Jelly's a bean says. What's going on? Should I just do the... Ooh, 37 seconds. 38. No, it didn't go up. It went down. 29 seconds. 28. 27. Clearly, I don't know how to fucking count. Because I went ascending instead of descending. And you guys probably don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And that's okay. 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 Man, this will be the longest fucking opening show thing ever if I actually do the dealy, which I guess I can. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Now, let me not start with that. Ready? Here we go. No, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to keep that in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This week is going to be a Jesusito because I want it to be. So I don't have to explain shit. It, it just is. Uh, remember, guys, follow follow me on Instagram, the Jesus Show NTO. That's on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook, the Jesus Show, not that one. Twitter, Jesus Show NTO. YouTube, again, type in. The Jesus Show, not that one, or The Jesus Show NTO, and my videos and my page will pop up. Remember, subscribe to everything, follow, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your ma, tell your dad, anybody with a phone, let them know about the show, and let's keep growing and getting this show going. Um, yeah, let's jump into it. First off, I want to give a big shout out to Lisa. What's up, Lisa? The other night, me and Allie, wait, did I pick Allie up? Did I? She picked me? No, I picked Allie up. Allie flew in. I went to go pick her up at the airport. And I thought I did everything I needed to do uh, as far as the dogs. 
I walked them for a little longer and I walked them a different route so that they're not used to the same thing. I like to, you know, we like to keep their brains going. We got back to the house and they were tired. Great. I had to go pick up Allie at the airport. So she lands. I get right into the house. I feed them and I go, okay, cool. I'm on my way to pick you up. It's really good because I, we don't live that far away from the airport. I think we're like 12, 10 to 12 minutes away. It's really cool. It's kind of like when we lived in Hermosa Beach. But in Hermosa Beach, when we lived 10 to 12 minutes away, it could take us 20 to 30 minutes depending on traffic on Sepulveda. It fucking sucked. Here, for the most part, 10 to 12 minutes means 10 to 12 minutes. It's fantastic. It's beside the point. So I get there. Me and Allie just got our parking for here uh, in Vegas. So now it's nice because everywhere we've been, we've always had parking. Uh, when we go on a trip or whether it's work trip or for fun, we're able to park our car at the airport and we don't have to pay anything because, you know, we're employees and, you know, that's where we park. I picked her up. We went to go do our parking thing. We were there, I don't know, maybe now nah, maybe 20 minutes and me and Allie walk into the to the airport thing we're trying to find where we need to pick up our parking and I pull up the camera because Allie wanted a camera to watch the dogs while we're gone which at first I was like that's fucking stupid and weird why would I want to watch the dogs when we're gone but I'm kind of happy she did put it in because Apollo starts chewing a fucking hole in the carpet he already did a little bit he just made it even worse so I see him in the camera and he's like, and I start yelling at him in the, in the camera. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, stop, stop, stop. He, he's not even paying. He doesn't pay no mind. Then I also looks up at the camera and he starts doing his, like, mm, I think I hear something. We call Lisa. I call Lisa. I'm like, Hey Lisa, are you busy? And she goes, no. Why? What's up? And I go, can you go over to the house? Cause Apollo's about to tear up the whole fucking carpet. I go, if you can just sit with them for, you know, 20, 30 minutes when we're done with here, we'll, you know, rush home. And, and what did Lisa do? She said, of course I will. So she walked over. We, you know, she, you know, she came into the house and she ended up taking them for a walk, which Lisa, you didn't have to do, but Lisa always goes above and beyond. So big shout out, because if it wasn't for Lisa taking the boys out that night, I think we would have come home to half a carpet. All of the carpet being fucked up. So big shout out to Lisa. You the best. Now that I got that out of the way, uh, let's bring it down to a more somber. I think it's somber. Today, Allie's not with me in the room because she needs to get ready. The boys are going off to uh, their training for four to six weeks. It looks like more like six weeks. So we won't have them. So today we walk them on the railroad trail by Lake Mead. We went out with uh, some other German shepherds and it was really cool. The boys really like, the boys like that group, which is cool because it just sucks when the boys are around other dogs and then they act out. It just sucks. That's one of the reasons why they're going to boarding trading training uh hopefully that'll fix all that shit anyways so today we wanted i got back from work yesterday and then today was gonna be their day because they're leaving tomorrow 
and we just wanted to spend all day with them. Uh, and then in a little bit, we're going to go eat at Lazy Dogs because they have, you know, the patio where you can have your dogs and we buy them, we get them a piece of chicken, some uh, beef, I think it's a beef patty, and then they chop it up and then they put rice and vegetables and then the dogs can eat it. So while they're eating, we're eating and then we're all having a good time and we get to hang out with the boys. Uh, yeah, Allie asked me, hey, do you mind if I go get ready and not be in the room? And I was like, fuck that. I don't want you in the room anyways. And it's kind of funny because I get to say all this thing, all these things, and she edits the video, so she'll see it later. And she'll be like, why'd you say that? Uh, but that's why I said somber. So I may question myself a couple times in this episode because I don't have her to correct me because she's usually in here and she goes, no, you said that wrong. Or no, it's this word or that word. And I go, okay, cool. That's what my producer does for me. Uh, yeah, so the dogs are leaving. At first, I was giving Allie a hard time. I, I told her, you know, like, why are you getting all, you know, emotional? And, you know, they're going to be gone, but they're not going to be far. And it's only going to be for six weeks. And it'll be fine. Like, stop being a little baby. Blah, 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 blah. Well, the last, just a couple of days ago, when Allie was on her trip and I was here with the boys, Danatos was laying on me. And Apollo was laying on me as well. And it's nighttime and ready to go to bed. And I was, I don't know, I started getting a little emotional. I started thinking, you guys are going to be gone for six weeks. What the fuck am I going to do? almost got a little teary-eyed. By the way, again, if you guys haven't noticed, I kind of cry a lot. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah, so the boys are both laying on me. And then I thought, oh, okay, so it's not silly. And then I think I, think I told Allie. If I, I don't know. I don't know if I told her. Well, she's finding out right now. Hey, look, I got emotional and I'm going to miss the hell out of you guys because we haven't been without them. And when we first started going back to work, it felt odd because every night, you know, that's who we sleep with. We sleep with the boys. Um, it's so it's going to be, it's going to be different, but you know, we don't, we don't plan on being home much for the next six weeks while they're gone. We thought it's a time for us to work. Uh, you know, as much as we can, and go visit friends, so there's going to be that, yeah, so it's going to be different, very, very different, now, I do want to talk about September 11th, because September 11th was just yesterday, and also today, September 12th, shout out to Mike Segovia, happy birthday, man, love you to death, uh, I think I've told you guys, Segovia gives the best hugs ever in life. Yeah, he does. Uh, I'm going to have to call him in a little bit. Anyways, I want to talk about September 11th. But first, real quick, yesterday, the New England Revolution played at home versus NYFC. And they won again. I think that's 17. I think they're 17, 4 and 4. They keep the only thing that worries me about the revolution is that whether it's at home or away, sometimes they've been giving up silly early goals, especially at home. They'll give up a goal and then they have to dig themselves out of this hole, which luckily they do for the most part, most of the time. But it just sucks that they like I know they have a good defense. I don't know. I don't know what happens. They just 
They give up some, some of these goals are silly. But again, they've come back. So yesterday they were down 1-0 and then they came back and won 2-1, thankfully. Uh, but it's that's the thing that worries me because I think to myself, hopefully now that playoffs are getting closer, I think now they have maybe nine games left, 10, nine games, maybe nine games left in their schedule. It's getting closer to the playoffs. It's getting closer to the end of the season. I want them, and I'm sure, I'm sure they want this as well. I'm sure this is not, you know, hey, this is what I want. And then they're thinking, oh, hey, Jesse wants this. Oh, yeah, we should do that. No, that's not how that should work. I'm sure they don't want to concede silly goals like that ever. You know, if it's a good goal, it's a good goal. Uh, but just silly goals and, and then have to come back from that, that's just kind of shitty. So, New England Revolution, they're, they keep gaining more points, more wins, so that's good. Now, September 11th. Whoa. Yesterday I was flying on September 11th back. I did... Boise to Denver, Denver, Puerto Vallarta, Puerto Vallarta back up to uh, San Francisco, and then I was done. Well, then I went San Francisco to Vegas to get back home, but that wasn't a working flight. And I remember, I've talked to some flight attendants, and over the years they've, they've shared with me what they've done, where they were, and I can't... You know, I, 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 I hear their stories, but I don't think I can fully fathom what that feeling's like. This one flight attendant a couple years ago told me they were coming back. I want to say they were coming back from Rome. Anyways, for the sake of the story, they're coming back from Rome. Rome to Newark. Is they're passing, I think, Greenland? Because they go up like this to come down. They get a call, the the ISM or the international person. She gets called up to uh, to the flight deck. The pilots are telling her, "Hey, look, this is what happened. We don't know what's going on. We can't go to Newark. We have to stop somewhere. Like we're gonna land somewhere else." So you know the crew's like, "Wow, what's going on? Like the, the, the towers were hit. What? What? This?" So she said they landed somewhere in the U.S. And as they deplaned, and then they were off the bus, and then they get to the hotel, which they said was a mess. It took them like four, three or four hours to get a hotel. I can only imagine. There's so many flights being grounded. And then, you know, everybody's mind is on something other than, you know, oh, where's my hotel? It's like, oh, these planes just crashed and a bunch of people just died. The focus is over there, not really over here. So they said as they were waiting for their hotels, everybody's at like the hotel bar looking at the TVs, just glued to them, watching these horrific scenes play out. Um, and she said that they were stuck there, wherever they were at, I, I can't remember, for 11 days. And I had other flight attendants who were saying they were getting ready for their trip. And, you know, they're getting ready. Then they get a call. And all they were told is, um, our flight's canceled. They thought, oh, okay. One, one, um, one flight attendant told me 
he initially thought, oh, okay, cool. Because the night before, I guess they did a little too much partying. They had a great time, wherever international destination they were in. So all he heard was, hey, the flight's canceled. He thought, oh, cool, now I can like sleep and you know, get a little bit more rest. And then he starts, you know, he turns on the TV and then, you know, he sees all these images. He's like, whoa, what's going on? He starts calling and, 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 and you know, getting a hold of his friends and family. And, you know, they all lived, I think, in the Newark area, New York area, all that. And he's trying to, you know, get all this information. So then it went from, oh, I'm happy it's canceled to what the fuck is going on? There was other crews that they didn't know anything. They had just taken off from their international destination. And all they were told is, hey, we have to hold for an hour. When you hold for an hour, well, when you hold in the sky, you just do circles because you're holding. You don't know. Sometimes if you're going to land somewhere at, a, at an airport, if there's weather, if there's, uh, you know, a lot of planes trying to land, um, God forbid, let's say uh, there's a plane stuck on the runway for whatever reason, you can't have anybody land. You hold. You're in a holding pattern. I think sometimes it's a figure eight. And they're up there, and all they all they hear is, you know, the the the, the flight deck calls them. And they go, "Hey, we're we're going to be in a holding pattern for for a while. Why? I don't know. They said that that the that the flight deck didn't even know, and they thought it was weird. Like we just took off. Why are you putting us in a holding pattern? And it's like, hey, we have fuel, but like we don't have enough fuel to hold. How long are we going to hold for? We don't know. So they're holding, they're holding, they're holding. And then they ended up at an, in another country where they landed because the country that they left was having some flights come in and come back. It was a fucking mess. Another, another guy told me that they took off, I believe, in Philly. And then they landed somewhere close. Because they took off, and then maybe 40 minutes into the air, they said, the captain was like, hey, we, we, we're, we're landing now. Put everything away. We're landing now. And they're like, what's going on? They said, I don't know. We were just told to get on the ground ASAP. So they're somewhere on the, on the, on the East Coast, and he said they were stuck in their, in their hotel, or they were stuck at the hotel, not in the hotel, at the hotel. For four days, and then he thought, like, I, ha I want to get back to my family. Like, you know, they're worried for me. And him and three other flight attendants, they rented a car, and they drove from the East Coast to L.A. And he said the rest of the crew got stuck there for 11 days. Um, it was just all this chaos. And now that I'm a flight attendant, again, I, I, I kind of... I kind of understand. I guess I, I understand the situation of being stuck. I think that's a good... I think that's what I'm trying to say. But I can't fathom the reason for being stuck. That's mind-blowing. I remember my experience with September 11th was... I was 18. I had just started college. I was going to Mount, uh, Mount Sac. And I remember hearing my grandma, she starts yelling. And at first I, I didn't hear like what she's yelling. 
I want to say it was maybe 6, 6.30 in the morning. But she's yelling, she's yelling frantically. So, you know, I wake up and I'm like, what, what's going on? I wake up and I hear my mom telling her, relax, calm down, calm down, calm down. And I remember hearing my grandma, she kept yelling. They're going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. I was like, what? What are you talking about? And she started saying, they're going to crash a plane into uh, here in L.A. They're going to ca- crash a plane here in L.A. And I thought, what are you talking about? Who's crashing what planes? Then I see the image. I go to her room and I see the image of the towers or the, the one tower. There's smoke. And I thought, what? What's it sends and it says, I want to say it said small plane, small plane crash. No, no, it just said uh, plane crash, the World Trade Center. And I was like, whoa. I thought, man, that's. I thought it was a mistake, just like millions of other people. In my head, I thought, man, that's crazy. Like, And then I thought, maybe that's why we shouldn't have tall buildings because planes might miss it. I don't know. You know, I'm 18. I'm, I don't know what the fuck I'm, I'm talking about. And I don't know anything about aviation, so I know even less. So I go to the living room and I turn it on and I'm thinking, whoa. And I didn't have to be up for maybe another two hours. So I'm looking at it and Greg's getting ready for school. I'm thinking, whoa, this is crazy. And then I see the other plane. Boom. And I went, what the fuck? I remember my eyes just got super big. And then I hear my grandma yelling again. They're going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. They're going to kill us all. And I went. Oh my God, what's going on? And then the graphic at the bottom changed from plane crashes into the World Trade Center to um, terrorist attack. And another channel said like America under attack. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? And then there was, you know, the Pentagon got hit. And then it was flight 93 crashed into a field. And then at one point I thought, oh my God, they are going to kill us all. What? I started thinking that there was going to be planes flying over all over America, just dropping bombs. I was really fucking scared. I think at one point I was kind of shaking. And then as, as the day went on, oh, I remember calling my teacher. Did I call? Yeah, I called one of my professors. Um, you know, again, it's the first week of, of, of college. I remember calling and the voicemail said, hey, class is canceled today. And then I called another professor, another professor. And, you know, same thing. Hey, cl- uh, the message said class is canceled until further notice. And I thought, okay. I mean, I didn't. I didn't want to go to school that day because I thought, like, are they going to, is something going to, is somebody going to bomb the fucking school? And I was, I was glued to the TV. And I want to say Greg went to school for a little bit. And then he came home a little early. 
But I remember at one point it was my mom, my grandma at home, and myself. And then my mom left, her and my grandma left to do something. I don't know what they what they did. But then I'm sitting at, at, in the house, in the living room, just watching the TV. All these images. And then I remember them saying, all flights in the United States have been grounded. And I thought, whoa. Where my mom lives in Montclair, she lives in the flight path of Ontario Airport. If you go outside to the front yard, you're constantly seeing the planes that have taken off from Ontario, Ontario Airport. I want to say maybe they hit between four, four to 6,000 feet at the time they're going up. And then uh, flip side, when the winds change or whatever, you see them landing to go to Ontario Airport. So all day at my mom's house, you hear airplanes. You hear them and you see them. I remember when I saw, well, when they said on the, on the TV, all flights are grounded. I went outside and I stared up into the sky for about, I want to say maybe five minutes. It wasn't quick, but it wasn't super long. And I remember I didn't see a single plane. And that scared me. Because I thought, wait, there's no planes in the sky at all? That's, I've never experienced that. None of us have ever experienced that. I don't, I don't think, unless you're much older and something else happened to where that, that, I don't know. It was creepy to see it and to hear nothing. It was like you went outside and I don't even think I remember hearing birds chirping. Eerie eerie feeling I went back in and then I remember another part of uh, the World Trade Center was on fire and like building seven or something I don't I don't remember the exact building number but then that collapsed and then oh fuck when I saw the oh, shit, should I say? yeah I'll say it um some of the people were jumping. Whoa. To think, again, at the time, I didn't really understand. I couldn't wrap my head around how somebody would rather jump to their death. Um, now, as I've gotten older, I think they felt they had no other recourse but to jump. Either they were going to burn to death or the building was going to collapse and they were going to be crushed. Crazy, 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 crazy. And then I remember seeing the first one, the first tower collapse. And then the second one collapsed. And I was... I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of you guys out there felt the same. I don't know how how old you guys were um, 
it was it was intense and now that I'm a flight attendant and I fly I haven't always fly flown on September 11th but for example yesterday um, I had a couple passengers that were just fucking assholes and I thought how did we go from 9-11 never never forget to hey I want alcohol yeah but we don't serve alcohol well, fuck you bitch huh so it's, it's a weird turn it's a weird turn we've 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 as a society have gone gone to or that we're at one of my flight attendants yesterday this uh, we have a program the airline that I work for it's called the GS program global services and it's an invited program usually businesses have it or they're invited and their employees you know they if Let's say, you know, like a head of HR and, you know, the, the, the CEO over here and the, the head of sales, whatever. And I think they can swap them out. Like you can even have just a regular employee be, be dubbed as a GS for that trip just so that they get, you know, the first class treatment and all this other cool stuff. So there was this guy, he's traveling with his dad and he tells the flight attendant, I want two vodkas. And she goes, oh, we don't, we don't serve alcohol in the back. He goes, yeah, well, you have it up front, right? She goes, yeah, but that's for the first class passengers. And he goes, well, I want you to go get, get it for me. She's like, well, that's not how that works. Because that's not how it works. And he, he's getting angry. And he tells her, he tells her, you know, go up there and get it because I want it. He's getting angry. And she goes, that's not how it goes. So they start rolling the cart past him. He's like, bitch. She comes and tells me about it. I ask the other flight attendant, hey, what happened? They both tell me, yeah, he called her a bitch. I'm about to go confront the guy. Because in my head, I think nobody talks to my crew members like that. I get very protective. They said, no, don't worry. Like, the one flight attendant who he called the bitch, she said, no, um, you know, I'd rather write in a report and, 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 and take care of it that way. I don't want to, I don't want you to confront him because I don't want you to make it worse. And I go, well, I mean, I'm not going to make it worse. I'm just going to let him know, hey, my man, that's not how things work. I wasn't going to go over there all, you know, hot and fiery. I was just going to keep my calm, but still let him know. She said, please don't do that. I said, fine. I respect your wishes. I'm looking his shit up and he's on our next flight. Of fucking course he is. I talk to the captain for the next flight. I talk to the gate agent. We get a um, customer service rep, supervisor there, manager. And I tell him, hey, look, this is what happened. It's unacceptable. And the captain was really cool. The captain was like, yo, if you don't fucking want to take him, we can we can leave him here. And the girl that he called, the, the passenger that called the flight attendant, the bitch, she tells the captain. But he's, he's traveling with his older father. And the captain... <laughs> Great captain goes, I don't give a fuck. That's not a problem. I didn't decide that he was going to be a dick today, right? He decided that. That's on him. He goes, his dad can go with us. His dad's nice, right? And she was like, oh, his dad's super sweet. Yeah, his dad can come with us. Oh, fuck that guy. 
But the point was, I just wanted to let him know, hey, that's not how we act. That's not. The captain went to go talk to him. The CSR went to go talk to him. And they were just, because I told him, I said, hey, let him know that I'm not serving him alcohol, whether we have it on this flight or not. Like, I came in, and I think he was more embarrassed. He came in. He didn't ask for anything. Had his head down. Didn't look at us. I mean, said hello coming in, said goodbye leaving. That was about it. But I think there's this... At first, I took it kind of personal because I was like, yo, what? Like, why are you acting up right now? And Like, motherfucker, it's September 11th. Not that you should not act up that day. But kind of, kind of read the room, man. We're all we're all kind of on edge. It's a fucked up day. You're flying on an airline that lost two planes that day. Uh, but then as I thought about it, I thought, man, maybe like, I'm sure there's something going on in his life bigger than us that he felt. He needed to act that way. And that's how I feel like a lot of problems are that people, when they come onto the plane, it's not necessarily that they have an issue with us. It's something else is going on in their life and then they come at us super hot. Um, it just sucks that it happens, you know. Um, that's really all I wanted to talk about today because I kind of feel like I just want to give the September 11th story, its own thing, and not dilute it with anything else. Uh, that's why, you know, that's why I talked a little bit about some other stuff in the beginning, but the meat of it, I wanted to, I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, man, I'm sorry, this episode is just real fucking downer, right? <laughs> uh, I promise it'll be better next week, okay? But once again, guys, thank you very much for watching. Thank you for listening. Remember, follow me on all the all the all the platforms. Um, you can look at the description. I'll I always have where you can find me on what in there. And once again, thank you for always coming back and showing me love and support. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. All right. See you next week.